No, I will not be doing this. Just take that. Drought-stricken Australia. Pogba, the only way he knows how around the nation on Triple M. Get this. Hello. In case you're wondering, I'd be Tony Martin. That's You know what he sounds like? What? I know that his name sounds like one of those upmarket biscuits they're trying to flog as being cafe style. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's called like Guillermo or Guillermo or Guantanamo, something like that. <laughs> How's he going? Nah, no dice. No dice. No, no dice. Although, oh, well, uh, look, mm. he presents an interesting picture because mm. he's halfway across the world trying to steal my girlfriend via the internet, yeah. uh, which is where I found her, so <laughs> fair cop. Uh, and he, he's got cash. Prospects, yeah. and he's building an orphanage because the old orphanage he built doesn't hold enough orphans. And he invented the Blackberry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he invented the Blackberry. That's what he claims. Well, you know, you've got to be careful here because I came in this morning and uh, it's telling me what he's been watching. Oh, yeah. Usually downloaded yeah. stuff from the internet. Stolen. And uh, he goes, uh, and I go, you know, how does the International Observer take to this? And he goes, Oh, I don't think she realised what a rigorous uh, viewing schedule it was going to be when she came over from Canada. <laughs> and she says every now and again we could go out. Yeah, and I say we could do that, but that's what they'd want us to do. <laughs> that's right. You're a victim. We are staying at home watching Order in the House. Did you ever watch Order in the House? I watched it yesterday. And she'd learn about Australia. She would. Well, we watched football last night. Yeah. And she uh, and it was the rugby league state of origin. Mm-hmm. I go for Queensland. Queensland won. Yes. And at half time, uh, she said they're not kicking as much as they normally do. I said, what are you talking about? She said, well, is, it, is this AFL? I said, no. <laughs> well, no, even I know this is an AFL. And then she, re- then she remarked, geez, they're big, aren't they? Yes, they are. You're not quite that big. No, I'm not. <laughs> Thanks. You're losing out on all fronts. Am I ever? But I do watch Order in the House, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I do. And, and, you know, people probably think it's boring. You know, <laughs> no. But there's no gags in there. No. But Peter Costello... He is just busting out the gags left, right and centre. Check it out. Mr Speaker, a, a tax policy is not an optional extra in a political campaign. It's it's the basis of how you pay for all of your like services. It's like a cricket team without a wicket. It's not like a sunroof on your Commodore. It doesn't come along as one of the options. It's like the steering wheel. It's like the engine. You know, a, a political party... Without a uh, tax policy, is, is like a soloist turning up to go on It Takes Two Tuesday night. It, it can't be done. It's lonely. It's missing something. Uh, but uh, yeah, I am a... Uh, I am aware of other tax policies. Oh, top gear. <laughs> He's laying in the aisle. How do you follow that? Is it the, uh, was it the member for eight services just on drums? <laughs> <laughs> Australian Parliament live from the Friars Club. <laughs> and, oh, down he gets up, though. Oh, does he? Oh, he puts it. Check this out. Uh, Mr Speaker, first can I thank the oh, no. member for his question. And let me just say that I'll be uh, visiting the United States from tomorrow at the invitation of... Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice and uh, Mr. Uh, Member McGaughton is warned. Mr. Speaker, uh, I will be visiting um, the United States at the invitation of the Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice and we had an opportunity to discuss this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
we use the Mexican music. And I was like, well, now I've got to make something up. I've got to find some Mexican music. <laughs> and Richard's going to get the, the mariachis in. Okay. The mariachis. <laughs> Mariachi. <laughs> Mariachi. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. Put it on the list. Now, I, I don't know how this is going to work because I didn't realise Keith Urban had any songs. Oh. Because I can never think of one. <laughs> I thought he just got around the country saying, check out me here. Yeah, check me wife. Me yeah, yeah, check me wife. But apparently there's music. No, no, no. There's, there's, the album's going back to 91, which wow, is really, really, oh, okay. it's, it's great to know. Mm. Uh, but also, what we have here is I've got poems by children aged four to six, <laughs> yes. and then I've got some lyrics of the man himself. Now, to help you out, I'm going to sing them, and you oh, have to get... No. That's helpful, is it? Or, uh, or would you like to sing them? No. Exactly. Uh, then you have to guess which is which. Richard, you're first. Okay. Ready? Yep. But I'll sing them in the style of Urban, as I would see Urban oh. if I'd ever heard any of his songs. Here we go. Yeah. Flowers, flowers, dripping by the pain, just like in my dreams, so sweet flower, red, blue, or pink. I'm going to say that's Keith Urban. Incorrect, my friend. Oh. That was from page <laughs> <laughs> four. Well, it's quite a lyric. Sounded like it was from Chad Kroger, page <laughs> four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, got, I didn't get his voice right. I'll change it for this one. All right, Tone, Keith Urban, or uh, Child's Poem. Ready? Yeah. Well, I can't believe I'm sitting here today, yeah. Picking on my banjo, big smile on my face. That's idiotic, surely. It is, but I created that. It's all urban. Oh, really? yeah. yeah. From the 1991 <laughs> album called... Oh, you were right there. Yeah. One of those is just... Choose <laughs> which reaction you'd like, Rich. Yeah. All right, Rich. You ready? <laughs> yep. Sorry, I'm, I'm manning sound effects over here badly. Oh, okay, ready? Two, three, four. Taste the wild honey. Listen to the sound of the wind that's blowing through the trees. The thing. That's got to be a small child. That's urban, brother. Oh. That's, that's, that's really that's urban. pure urban. All right. He knows the wild honey and what it tastes like. All right. Finally, Rich, uh, Tony. Yes. This one's called Candle. Hmm. Okay, ready. Here we go. Two, three, four. Candle, candle, burning bright. We'd meet you at Christmas night. All the things you like to do is gone until morning comes again. Oh, that surely must be Keith Urban. Incorrect, my friend. <laughs> Lisa, age three. Oh, wow. Cinder and Aria Award in the post. So uh, there we go. That's the end. Shall we outro it? Mm-hmm. Two, three, four. <laughs> their version. Did Kershaw not do a version of another one by seductively to play, Richard? Hopefully it will be all Kersh Day at Triple M one day. Our dream. You know, they came to us. They said, uh, what would we do with the station for a day? Yeah, because they did their U2 day last week, yeah. right? Massively successful. And they've gone, guys, surely you can come up with one of those. And we're going all Kersh And they were out the door. Yeah, it was funny. Before even that thing yeah. finished. <laughs> Thursday, Thursday. <laughs> That works. It'll be Thirsty Alley there, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, dangerous. Again. Uh, you're listening to get this all Thirsty Alley. All day on Triple M. No, thank you. Nothing but reruns of... What was that one where she was Amish with uh, uh, Richard Papora? That's it. Ouch. Sorry. There, off topic. What are we talking about? No jungle to jungle. <laughs> uh, our guest in the next hour just stuck his uh, head in the door and demanded some sizzle. <laughs>
second down. There you go. I don't have to go through and chop out all the references to what's coming up. Ah. <laughs> I, was, I was talking to my mum today, and she was saying, because yeah. yeah. my parents live in Adelaide, yeah. they say, and the show just finishes, and you don't say goodbye. Oh, I no. Like, oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay, we on. had someone come to see us and said, oh, guys, we need a favour. Mm. Uh, you know, there's all sorts of things going on in Adelaide. Mm. We're going to have to drop the secondary show. It's nothing to do with your show. No. Nothing to do with the content. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a whole station policy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've gone, wow, wow, really? So how do Will and Limo feel about having an hour? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh. oh so it's so they're not having an hour of this? Yeah. No, no. Well, how does John Blackman and his breakfast show feel about Oh, no, 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 no. no. Right. Okay, well, how does the Spoon Man feel about having an hour of this? Oh, no, 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 we're not cutting any of this. Right. So all the 24 hours <laughs> of programming that goes out, yeah. the only one that's cut is the second hour of this. And what are we going to do if it works, no? And that's nothing to do with our show, no. This <laughs> <laughs> is just to annoy the guy that later has to cut all that out. If we kept talking about it <laughs> until the top of the hour, there would be nothing. I'd show it be 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll change. Hello, Hello to Shane. It's <laughs> <laughs> Shane. Nice work on the scissors, buddy. Uh, what's going on in here today? What is going on in here today? You can bring oh, yeah. uh, There's an article about us. We finally managed to get some publicity uh, yeah, yeah. in Melbourne. Yeah, uh, in, the, in the age. Yeah. And, uh, and there's a photograph of us on the front cover of like a media guide thing. Yeah. Uh, beautiful heads for Radio All. Yeah. Uh, and you flick it. It's yeah, that's the way Marlon's pushed his way to the front. Well, yeah, I, I don't understand that. And I never realised how big Rich's face was. Well, I mean, he's a whopper. I'm reminded of uh, your way-too big picture of Dick Emery. <laughs> yes, in case you're just tuning in, I have a way-too big picture of Dick Emery. <laughs> certain people uh, can be seen at a certain scale. Yeah, uh, that's a very moody shot of Ed Cavalier down I, I, there. It is enough, there's a shot in the article where I look like the girl with the pearl earring. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think we're going for. Not, and not the Scarlett Johansson kind of saucy version, like the old veneer washerwoman lady. That's how I'm looking. They've taken us up onto the roof to do these photos. Yeah. And the guy's doing the post going, oh, we're getting through this quick. And we're going, well, is this right? And he goes, oh, well, the last radio show I had up here, won't say who it was, had seven stylists. <laughs> How many stylists do you need? Well, one for your name. No, no, no. There's stylist makeup here uh, and choreography <laughs> for a photograph. <laughs> so that is the opposite of that. That Look is just that. Start without makeup. <laughs> Look at that. Richard, I never knew that there was such a large gap between where your eyebrows finished and your hair started. Oh, it's just your forehead, brother. Yeah. I Are love you it. You're suggesting that I'm receding? Yeah, no, no, no. Just a massive cranium. Uh, yeah, there I am. There's some great quotes from Richard Martin. Hey, give me that. Oh, oh what have you got? Oh, what's he had to go at? Who's he had to go at? Oh, everybody. Well, you... Oh, hang on. You got stuck into the wig. That's not what happened. What is what happened? not what happened. So why would they make that up? <laughs> Maybe it's what happened. <laughs> okay. Uh, he claimed, Tony Martin knows everything about politics. Yeah, we've... Oh, well, well, you can tell from me adding the word marinara <laughs> to that. would be great. And at the end of it, it's so wrong. He knows just enough that he needs to know to do the sketches. Well, we know... Uh, <laughs> I'm easily impressed. <laughs> <laughs> to me, you know everything about politics. Very true, Rich. Between the both of us. And at the end, it says how... Uh, well, Tony says that if I go off to be a lead actor in something massive, then I'm going to leave the show, and then my, my, his future is in my hands. <laughs> Which is probably... You know, I mean, look, there are a lot of KFC ads out there, Tony, and I'll probably get all of them. Uh, so I've come up with a few futures for you, mm. and you can choose the one which you most like. So which is... One of them is my future, and the other one is Keith Urban during the day. Already, Tony. Hey, would you like to do mid dawns on regional radio? I would love to do that. That's where I'm hoping to end up. <laughs> okay. Or B, you could be Rat Faces uh, from Kerry Kerry Ann's Offsider. 
Oh, so offside is through the offside. Yeah, 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 yeah. Intriguing also. If the stunt, if, if the stunt isn't wacky enough for old rat face, yeah. you do it. <laughs> sure. What do you reckon? Okay, put it okay. on the list. Or C, underwear model for Andrew Denton's new feeling kind of bookish lingerie range. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I am mistaken for Andrew Denton still to this day. We look nothing the same. We look nothing the same. Okay, okay. He's quite muscular. Andrew Denton. Compared to me, he is. Oh, yeah, he's a real hog. He plays sport, he does. He actually goes outside. He's letting the soul disgusting, isn't it? Very odd behaviour. All right. Uh, okay, what is going on? Now, that's uh, in the green guiding. So what we're going to do is we're going to put the photograph on the front up yeah. on our website and you're going to have a caption competition. Mm. Come up with a caption for our photograph. You will win a prize. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Maybe, maybe that won't happen. There we go. I think we know what it'll be. Yeah. Someone will just cut out the name of that special that was on the crime investigation network last night and put that in the headline. Which was? Well, we're calling it, I can't stop tooling about downstairs. <laughs> when I first heard the name of that show, I just thought, is this another it takes two celebrity kind of a deal? <laughs> I can't stop masturbating <laughs> with Todd McKinney. <laughs> wow. It was on the Crime Investigation Network. Oh, right. so, and Richard forgot to tape it. Yeah, yeah. I did. But um, luckily, I, I caught a little bit of the repeat yeah. at about 3.30 in the AM. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's, just, it's a brute fest. <laughs> this guy's losing jobs. And how many times are we talking a day? Nine or ten? So what's he saying? 25, apparently. Oh. Beats my personal best. <laughs> okay. Now, we're about next. We, see, that wasn't mentioned in the article, was it? Richie, you've got to clean the segment up. Well, While we're uh, talking about things in Melbourne, uh, I hear who people love in Melbourne. The Lord Mayor. The Lord Mayor, John So, and you knowing everything about politics must have yeah. seen this story. <laughs> uh, on, on Channel 10, um, speaking of caption competitions, maybe we could run one on this, mm-hmm. yeah. um, just to work out what exactly uh, is going on here. Now, the usually jovial Lord Mayor, John So, became quite flustered when pressed on the no-confidence issue during a media conference this afternoon. Let's take a listen. Uh, at the end of the day, right, uh, the people will judge me. Uh, uh, I mean, see whether I'm... Uh, 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 we haven't looked at that at all, and I'm just wondering, is it a Keith Urban lyric, or is it, uh, <laughs> I, think it's, I think that's all so. I can't work, that's I mean, I don't mean to be offensive, but I can't work out what that yeah, was. No, uh, it's apparently him being flustered, but is, it, is he being flustered? <laughs> I think it's the Joby Occupy Peterson style, if you just speak, you know... <laughs> And no one can understand. Oh, Luke. And they've got to love you. Oh, I could always understand what Sir Joe would say. Oh, really? Yeah, they're all the same, <laughs> these different people. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one foot on the sticky paper, one foot floating down a slippery slope, and another one walking up the street in the opposite direction. Three feet. He wow. was the master <laughs> of the leg metaphor with too many legs. <laughs> Bring him back. Reanimate the corpse, I say. <laughs> I want that guy back. All right. Long with time. Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, you know it. Time for another course. Fred will be yeah. back, and the <laughs> listeners are going to get on board yes. with action that you can do while you're asleep. Fantastic. Yes, that'll be next. Some pretty wacky policies. Good morning, everybody. Hey, Hello. Let's get straight to music. Do you want to do it? I'd love to. You know, because Triple M is rock. Oh, how rock. The premier rock network. You know it. Let's rock out. Oh. Is this a good trip? Is this a hero? Uh, oh, you're 
Have a look at this. A company owned by Kevin Rudd's wife put workers on individual contracts that stripped them of key award conditions. Mm. Now, that's meant to make you hate Kevin Rudd. Okay. The trouble is, all you think when you're reading it is, oh, so they are shonky, those individual contracts, <laughs> are they? <laughs> it's actually working the other way. In the frameworks he's got. I can't believe it's not work choices. Those hands. Oh, that prevents me. Tomorrow, we have got the answer to those ads. People think there's too much money being spent on political advertising. We're going to sort that out tomorrow and get this. That's important, as we say. But sleepwalking, I know people have been calling up with the Steelnox business, saying that they painted the front door of their house in their sleep, woke up, had no idea how it's been done. Now, there's the uh, documentary that I watched, uh, the sleepwalking documentary, the greatest piece of television ever to be aired, about when they had the guy that would get up, urinate all over his own bed and floor, then get back into bed, wake up, what's going on? Every night. I can't stop Steelnoxing. Okay. Is that really what was going on there? Yeah. Oh, so there was camera footage. <laughs> I seen it with these. I seen it with these two eyes. And what do you get up to during your sleep? Do you, you know, get work done? No. We heard about your dreams. Yeah, yeah. That dream oh yesterday, the one of Libby Gore on the catch-up at the end of the show, getting up in the sound guy. <laughs> under there. I like the idea that he's just holding a boom yeah, mic. Yeah, yeah. Well. I, I think so. I think he's got a boom mic tone. Just for your amusement. Uh, you know, well, apparently, unfortunately, what I do is I get, because, you know, I eat a lot, and I get up in the middle of the night and I have a snack, yeah. and if I'm hungry, mm. if you come anywhere near me and touch me, I'll push you away and shout a little bit. <laughs> How does the girlfriend feel about that? Well, she's back, yeah. Moving on. Not happy. <laughs> <laughs> I do that thing where, you know, you get up during the night and write down what you think could be a funny idea. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just get up and it's like... Still not slurpy. No, that's not. It's a mystifying phrase. <laughs> but I had a bizarre dream. It was after we had one of our regular meetings with management about how we talk too much on this show. That'll happen. And I was had this dream where Australia, like with the water restrictions, was under a regime of word restrictions. Ah. Where you couldn't speak too much. Fantastic. Radio program directors were controlling the whole country. <laughs> and severe word restrictions were being introduced. Not such a funny idea. There was just one bit I liked, which was um, you couldn't use adjectives at all, but you could get an exception if uh, for a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> an exemption, no. People could bust out adjectives <laughs> to describe the deceased. That's really good. That's not great, no, not but great. that's the kind of stuff you come up with. Okay. In your sleep, Mr. Malcolm, what are you doing? Uh, well, I do a lot oh, of that. surely. <laughs> I do a lot of that kicking in my sleep. You know when your toenails are too long and you wake up with, uh, uh, with your feet cut to pieces? Mm-hmm. I also talk in my sleep, I am told. What do you what do you say? Yeah. Uh, well, um, time and temperature. <laughs> the most memorable one thing is, is when I said something, I, I, I have no idea what I was dreaming about. <laughs> and But I, I said in my sleep, and I was told in the morning, Bert Newton's too fashionable for my liking. <laughs> what, is that, what does that mean? What is that? <laughs> so, um, yeah, Bert, Bert Newton's in trouble in my dreams. <laughs> um, but oh, also, wow. you've got to pick the right, if you, if you go to bed watching a DVD, yeah. you've got to pick the right um, a DVD to watch so it hasn't got too scary a menu screen. <laughs> when, when, the, when the show goes back to the menu screen, sometimes the sound effects and the dialogue from the menu screen can find its way into your okay. dream. Mm-hmm. So the office is a good one that's just the sound of the office. Yeah. So you just wake up and you just think you're late for work. Yeah. Arrested Development, nice ukulele. Yep, yeah, lovely. But surely you'd be going to sleep mostly with the failure to launch menu screen. Yeah, right? Right. It's your favourite film. Oh, yeah. Oh. Just the sound of McConaughey looping himself <laughs> on a loop. <laughs> okay.
Okay. Disgusting, Rich. Nikki is declaring the segment over, and I agree with her. Yep. It's time to call him. What's the actual... What, what do you do during your sleep? Is that oh, kind of behaviour? Okay. Sleepwalking? Okay. Are you painting the house? Okay, great. Okay. Are you dreaming about the catch-up? Okay, great. Dovetailed with who would you like to lose? <laughs> call now, one triple three five three. What? No, I think the best incarnation was John Stevens from Noiseworks out front. Yeah, I've always said that as well. Yeah, no. I think there was John Stevens, there was Terence Trendarby. Yeah, CTD. Susie DeMarkey? Was she, did she pop up in a gig? Yes. Yeah, Woods were out front for a while. And as we like to say, Peter Luck over summer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Who is doing stuff in their sleeping, Kevin? PJ, how are you? Hello. Hey, PJ, how are you? Good, mate. Uh, what do you do? Mate, um... One uh, young girl, I was a teenager. Yeah. Um, slept walked uh, around the corner from my house to the service station. Yep. Um, and no one ever smoked the smoke in the house. And um, I woke up in the morning in a cloud of smoke. And uh, my mum walked in and said, "What the hell's going on here?" And she saw a deodorant lid, lid from a deodorant can, with about eight cigarette butts in it, put out into the. So I sat. I basically slept walked to the service station, bought these smokes, sat in my room and smoked about eight cigarettes, and then I went back to bed. Now, can I ask, did you in your sleep buy some of the cheap Chiquitos by the cash register? <laughs> no, but I, but I did buy um, some of those snakes. I, I bought, oh. I bought, um, oh, I bought, point. bought a packet of Winfield Blues and I bought a couple of snakes. But yeah. the, 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 the guy that was um, managing the service station at night, he goes, he goes you, look, you look friggin' stoned last night when you came in. <laughs> and, really? and I said, I said, man, I think I was half asleep because I don't remember really coming in, eh? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Now, can we ask honestly, uh, PJ, was he right? No. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, okay. well, it depends on how many hours. There you go. Well, well I think we obviously need some uh, graphic advertisements about sleep smoking, you think? I think it's, not, it's not enough to quit while you're awake. How many are you smoking in your sleep? Four or five sleepwalkers out the front of the building right now. <laughs> People in their pajamas. <laughs> hey, thanks, PJ. Hi, John. Hey, guys, how you going? Good, thank you. What, uh, what do you do? Uh, my cousin actually just lasts in his sleep. <laughs> Nothing? Yeah, you, you, you wake up and he's just lying there going, <laughs> Sorry, it's not one of these, is it? <laughs> Sorry, Eddie's kiss for Rodney Roo. Yeah, if, you need to, if you need for him to stop that, put on a DVD of the wedge, <laughs> even when you're in your sleep. No chance of a laugh. No chance. And that's John, one of the writers from Thank the wedge. Thanks for joining us. You're starting a war. No, you? I'm not starting a war. I'm not starting a war. You're going to have the people from Westdale out the front. I just think, you know, shows like the chases should get more love. Uh, hello, Grant. How are you? Not too bad. What do you do? Oh, I'm a cut by trade, but Excellent. in my sleep, <laughs> so keen on the tools. Yes. Um, to have a bit of a problem with um, having dreams of someone trying to suffocate me when I was younger. <laughs> yeah. Except um, one night I went to bed and I've gone, all right, I'm going to sort this. And as soon as it happened, I'm going to wake myself up and find out what's going on. Yep. Went to bed, sure enough, uh, hours later, someone suffocating me. Wake myself up and find myself with a pillow, smothering myself. Trying to yourself. Now, what had you done? How had you pissed yourself off there, mate? Had you, had, you, had you watched the Steve Martin comedy All of Me and developed a split personality kind of uh, reflex in there, do you think, Grant? No, no, it must have just been uh, troubled teens. Yeah. Mum <laughs> yeah, mustn't love me enough or something. Now, do you think this is what happened to Bob Walmer? <laughs> because they're saying now natural causes. Yeah. Did you notice that? Is that just because the World Cup was so long? <laughs> <laughs> no? 
He decided he put something on eBay. Oh, sorry, not something, nothing. He decided he was going to sell nothing on eBay. eBay said you can't sell nothing. Uh, so, uh, but in the course of him trying to sell nothing on eBay, Bridge said, you can close, said, if you get more for your nothing than I got for my paintings, because she sold the chair and put her own paintings If you get more than I got for the top right paintings, it was 1250 Um, well, as in $1,250. Wow, it's a charity. If you get more than that, she said, I'll run naked somewhere. Oh, damn. Now, she didn't think about that, did she? But it was early in the morning, and what do you know? Up to that point, Peter was only getting 50 bucks for nothing. <laughs> And as soon as she said that, bang, the bidding just went bunter because, of course, people suddenly went bidding on nothing. They were bidding to see Bridget Van Laker somewhere. And what is the current value of nothing? Um, the current value of nothing is well past, uh, it's up to about three grand. Wow. Because <laughs> once we brought the Open Family Foundation, it said the money's going to charity. Yeah. Suddenly we had, like, company going on. You know, then came tired. We're on board. We'll kick in three grand and this sort of thing. And everybody wants to see Bridget Van But you know what Bridget's done? Yeah. By getting her stripping up to three grand, she's entered into Warwick Cafe territory. Well, how much he charges to get it off? Oh, yeah, yeah. who's available? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, from redhotstrippers.net or .org, .org, .org. And he will do, uh, he will do garages, but only if there's a cement floor. No grass. No, no grass. So he'll do garages. That's right. Yeah. You need one more tool in the garage. He's <laughs> <laughs> available. All right. We've got plenty of nothing to talk about in this hour. Get this. Oh, yeah. oh it's enormous. Uh, Peter Gabriel, big time here. And get this on Triple M. It's the second hour, and we love it when he pops in from the Melbourne cage. Matt Parkinson. <laughs> Snow season is open, you get a call from some guy named Bill or Colin or Nick or whatever, 
and he is, but this season, his job is he's in charge of entertainment uh, at one of those venues. The station like, resort? The, or the frying pan. Oh, or yeah. Man, or one of those jobs up in the snow, right? And the idea is that you, you, you leave here on Friday afternoon in someone's car because they don't put on transport. <laughs> no. And you go up there and you drive up the mountain with the weather getting worse and worse and the darkness coming in thinking, God, I hope we make it. And you park in the car park and somebody picks you up in a bus and you go and stay in like lodge style accommodation yeah, and you right. do two gigs one Friday night one Saturday night and then you come back down on the Sunday and it's usually not great money but pretty good and while you're there you get your, your free drinks and you know you're up in the snow and well, hey if you like the snow it's fantastic <laughs> anyway so we're up in the snow one weekend and we're in a bunk style accommodation I'm on the bottom bunk there's about five or six of us in this room but I'm on one bottom bunk and directly above me I've got fleeting sleeping top bunk okay so we go and wipe ourselves out snow style as you do on yeah. the vodka and tonic or whatever sure. it was and uh, we've all reeled back to the bunk room. And at some point in the middle of the night, or maybe just before dawn, because there was a bit of light coming through the window, <laughs> so I remember I could see this. Yes. light? Yes. I'm woken, Ed, by the sound of Fleety struggling out of the top oh, bunk. Yeah. And I think, oh, Fleety's Fleety's not Fleety's on the bunk. Here yeah. we go. <laughs> now, and I'm sleeping in a position where I've got, at the, at the head end of my bed, there's a wall there. So Fleety gets out of his top bunk and uses my bunk and part of my arm to climb down and get <laughs> off the floor. And I can see his shape silhouetted against a bit of the dawn light coming in the window. And uh, I think he's probably getting up for a leak, which he is. But he doesn't go towards the bathroom. He just faces the wall right next to him, about a foot away from my head. And I think, uh, no. And he's gone to bed fully clothed, so he unbuttons the fly. Oh, dear. And uh, out comes the equipment. And uh, he commences the stream against the wall. I put from my head and I can see the steam rising up. And I'm thinking, shall I say something? And I was just about to go, oh, please, what are you doing? When I realised he was sleep weaning, oh, as we call it. dangerous to wake him up. And I thought, Tone, what, what, yeah, exactly. Because what's the first thing he's going to do? Turn towards me. <laughs> with the strength of me. So I just, I remember him just lying there with my head on the pillow. And for a couple of seconds I watched him having a wee. And then I thought, don't be weird, Paco. So I turned over and first time just sprinkled a few urinal cakes on the ground and went back to sleep. Don't be weird, Paco. Don't, don't watch this. Only listen to it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But we all enjoyed the warmth from the puddle. Yeah. Right? And the hard part for me was, of course, I then had to have a wee. I mean, <laughs> you to that. I had to get up out of bed. And I'm using the wall. Well, just for a second, I thought, shall I go on the wall next to where Fleety went? No, bugger, I'm in the bathroom. That's when he comes up with a lot of his best material, though, it is. Is that right? That's when he came up with the idea for jumper pants. Have you heard about that? <laughs> Jump, jumper pants. Just wearing your jumper as pants. Oh, he might do it when you're in a hurry in the middle of the night, but he's saying one or 24 hours a day. <laughs> Jumper pants now. Yeah, good on you, yeah. Taking to the streets. Good, I might wear footy jumper pants to the footy next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, we support. Are we talking sport? I think we might be next to get this. It's not how many times do I have to tell you, Marco, Tony, and Rich, it is not a scene. All right, it is an arms race. It's not a fight. And I would as well listen. I will keep seeing that song until you get it. All right. Marco is here. Parkinson from the Melbourne Cage and for film buffs from Windrider. 
Yes, thank you, the role of Lurch. That took a long time, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> King of the cutting room floor. <laughs> someone saw her, actually. Someone, we had the TV on in the studio this morning when we were doing the show, as we, we always do, with sound down, and there was a picture of Nicole yeah. in costume for Baz Luhrmann's epic Australia. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and someone in the studio went, gee, she's a weird-looking unit. And then they cut out to the wide shot, and she was in sort of period costume. And this person's gone, oh, this isn't costume. And I went, no, no, she's a weird-looking unit the whole time. <laughs> She was a weird-looking unit in 87 when I worked with her on Windriders. She's a full-time weird-looking unit. Speaking of your weird-looking unit, can I just take over here and take a second? I was catching the 7.30 report the other night. Now, I'm no Tony Martin. I don't watch every damn news program that goes to air. Lucky man. But I was lucky enough to catch a weird-looking unit called Dr. Brendan Nelson. Oh, oh, yeah. That was our Federal Minister for Defence. He's a tough guy. Uh, what a bang-up job he's doing. The story on the 7.30 report was about a guy named Mike Kelly. Mm-hmm. who was recently uh, serving officer in the Australian Army. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike, not happy with uh, what went on in Abu, Abu Ghraib, mm-hmm. said that our government knew about it before it went public, not happy with the AWB, the whole wheat bribery scandal mm-hmm. thing, and Mike generally just, hey, this war's not a great idea. Mm-hmm. So Mike Kelly with a few critical things to say Where's about... Where's he getting information, though? I don't know if I can trust people in the Army exactly. when talking about the war. I find first-hand information is very unreliable. So do I. On the whole Always, Parker. Uh, much better to go with the words of Dr. Brendan Nelson... Uh, here, for instance, is Dr. Brendan. He was on the seventh area court talking to Kerry O'Brien. Brendan offering his gratitude to various members of the forces here. I thank him, as I do all the men and women who have served in the Australian Army for their service to our country. And if you're in the uh, Navy or the Air Force, apparently you can get stuck. <laughs> Dr. Nelson doesn't care about you, despite the fact that he's a minister for defense. Not breathing. Not correctly breathing. <laughs> We're looking in at Dr. Brendan Nelson. is also given to a bit of this, a particular kind of speak, which I really love. Here's a, here's a sample of Brendan just creating some suspense before he actually reckons anything. Well, I'll say to you, this. Oh, yes, I wonder what it's going to be. I love people who talk like that. Let me just say uh-huh. this. It's like a DJ going, coming up after the break. We're going to be talking about sleepwalking. It's just creating that Hitchcockian master of suspense. Um, I have a, a theory, though, that Dr. Brendan Nelson maybe podcasts this show. Oh, really? really? Because really? the other day you thought you, you did a sketch which I thought was uh, was rather good. You you did a really good Tony Blair impersonation. Oh, also, you took yeah. the mickey out of George Bush for about the millionth time. Yeah, a lot of that was just word for word. Uh, this is, okay, well, this is a bit of you, Tony Martin, being right. George Bush. Just getting the name of the country wrong. Yes. I think Dr. Brendan Nelson might have podcasted that because here is Dr. Nelson on the 730 report running through the names of the countries involved in the coalition of the willing. The government and the UN is basically asking Australia, the US, the Britain and other countries <laughs> the Britain. <laughs> I love Britain. The Britain. <laughs> And what are those other countries? Who else is on that list? Oh, no, that's it. Yes. No, 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 no. I think the Moldova's involved. Moldova. The Seychelles. The Moldova. The Moldova. Well, Dr. Brennan would love the Seychelles because that's one of the few countries with a but in the front. The Seychelles. I'm not sure if the Italy's were involved. Did you see in Texas they're selling coffee mugs with Mount Rushmore on, and it's the new Mount Rushmore. It's Bush, Blair, Howard, and whoever's in charge of Spain. Oh, really? Is it well from 40 Towers? It's the mug of the willing. <laughs> this is the good mug of the willing. And how is not there? Uh, I love the taste of freedom in the morning. <laughs> and there was something else you were referring to. Oh, Australia, Beth Luman. Did you hear what happened? Yeah. Bloke parked his van in the main street, went off to get pissed. I've got to film a massive 
period cattle drive oh, down the oh, oh, street. Had to call off filming for a day. Yay! <laughs> and the bloke who drove the van. <laughs> Didn't have DHL in the 1940s. I just left him in. You know, yeah. Baz is on for a bit of anachronism. Yeah, yeah. Just have him in every shop, just looking for his keys. <laughs> <laughs> Up the back of the rowdy <laughs> roustabout. <laughs> How is uh, Hugh Jackman looking as the rowdy roustabout? Very rowdy. Very rowdy. Got a bit of a scarf around the neck. No, yeah, neckerchief. A bit of a uh, cravat happening oh, yeah. underneath the car. Nothing says rowdy stockman like a cravat. Give that guy the elbow room, he's got a cravat on. Do you know they all used to wear that? Yeah. Tops and tails for yeah. all rowdy roustabouts back mm. in the day. People don't know that. Mm. But cattle, cattle driving, full ball gowns for well, everyone. You, Ed, you try throwing a decent rope without your gloves on. <laughs> it's really difficult. So much chafing. Yes. <laughs> Uh, hey, we've got a well-spotted Parko. Uh, if you're on the just show. joined us, Parko is telling us about a fantastic scheme they've come up with on his show, uh, The Cage on Breakfast, uh, Triple M in Melbourne. You can podcast it from anywhere, Dr. Brendan. Uh, a great idea of selling nothing on the internet. Yeah. What else is on the internet that's completely worthless? We'll find out next. <laughs> I am the king of the double look. So good at the double look. Some of them too obscure. Craig Eagle, comedian, plus Matt Tilly mm. equals Ricky Ponting. Don't be wrong. You know Craig Eagle. That's sort of confusing. Matt Parkinson is with us from the Melbourne Gay. And just a recap: this fantastic idea. You're selling nothing on eBay. I think Bernard's big idea for it was for the gays to put nothing on eBay. And for a while, it stayed on there. In fact, it inspired a couple of other eBay users to put. Uh, one of them put up uh, a phone nothing. <laughs> uh, which was a very, a very close simulation <laughs> of Pete Nothing that had been through a lot of trouble to work so out. So would that technically be something? Uh, uh, no, I think that's why that stayed on eBay longer than our original nothing. So it's essential. Well, yeah, well, they get right into the specifics. They apparently have a rule, and I'm just looking out here. This is oh, I went to check it one day, and I got this message. We appreciate you chose eBay to list the following auction-style listings. The cages, nothing. <laughs> We would like to take this opportunity to let you know what part of your listing is not permitted. Your listing contains the following information. The cage is nothing. <laughs> uh, not, not very extensive information, obviously, because it's not a lot to work with. But it says that you can't sell anything invisible or intangible. Oh, Nevertheless, I found online a couple of examples of other people who set up their own website to sell nothing. Yes. For instance, there's this guy. One guy's got this thing called Selling Nothing. He's trademarked Selling Nothing. Uh, he has his own stuff. I'm not really sure how it works, but he has, he's putting himself through college. Yes. He's a young South Korean guy. He's putting himself through college in America by selling nothing. By selling nothing? Yeah, on an ongoing basis. He's a nothing broker. And it's not just one nothing, but like people can, if you need to buy into nothing or you need to nothing, you feel you've got too much in your life and want some space, you just buy some nothing off this so guy. He, so he gets cheap nothing. Waits for the value to rise and then sells it. He gets nothing wholesale. Wow. And how much is nothing going for? So, I mean, what kind of. Uh, well, that's the beauty of see on his thing at the moment, it's going for 300 bucks. <laughs> but you can be whatever you like. Whatever you're willing to pay, he yeah. will sort you out with a bit of nothing of equivalent value. You can get nothing for way cheaper than that if you look around. What about the picture? What picture do you have yeah. on your eBay uh, of nothing? Uh, well, in our case, we just had a picture of uh, Bernard standing there with his hand extended, uh, <laughs> holding nothing. Uh, which technically, once again, that was actually a picture of some hands. Uh, so you keep running into these obstacles. <laughs> That's true. There is another one um, uh, online, Selling Nothing for Profit, for Profit by Johnny DeBarkle, in which he talks up a procedure where he says, uh, we, are, we are bullish on firms which embrace this contagion and switch from selling something to selling nothing. He's basically on-sold the concept of selling nothing to other organisations and said, you can make money out of this. And even more bizarre than that, there's an e-book e- e- you can get 
called Make Money Selling Nothing on eBay, in which you charge a small fee on all other auctions. Wow. And even though you're selling nothing and other people are selling something, you get something out of every time they because sell you something. you can make a commission on nothing. That's right. 10% of nothing. He's selling nothing. The other people are selling something in my commission. He's selling nothing. Is that plagiarism? Do you remember there was a few years ago that, uh, was it John Cage, the uh, avant-garde artist who put out an album which uh, had a track on it that was called Three Minutes of Nothing and it was just complete silence. That's right. That's how that came up too when I was researching this. And then... So it was a downloadable silence, basically. Yeah, it was, and it was exactly three minutes long. Mm. And then someone else did it on their album and was successfully sued for plagiarism. Really? Because their nothing sounded exactly like his nothing. <laughs> so you've got to be careful out there. You painted yourself in your corner there, haven't you? Now, and obviously, uh, if you didn't hear earlier, the bids are starting to come in now that uh, Bridget Duclos from the Melbourne mm-hmm. Cage has threatened to uh, get about the nutty for Well, what exactly are the um, requirements for that? Is how long? To, yeah, yeah, how far? The, the, no, no, no. She's just, all she said was that she would run nude somewhere. Now, oh, I suggested okay. that probably the best place for her to feel comfortable doing that would be at the Institute for the Blind. Very good idea. And we can get some guys with guide dogs to verify by touch that she was naked. She didn't seem that keen on that. So we're still up in the air. We're still trying to find a way where Bridgie is happy. Uh, we suggested various things such as hot air ballooning. Okay. <laughs> I thought that'd be good. Okay. Uh, or even skydiving in the but apparently there are various wind resistance issues on uh, okay. surface. That's to you. Yeah. Just screaming through the air. It's yeah. trickier than you think. But we're saying today, forget the nothing business. What have you bought on the internet? What have you bought on the internet, Richard Marsden? Um, I am down, and I'm still going to me uh, through the mail, but a Hillary Clinton for president t shirt. Oh, okay. Which at some stage will be fashionable, I'd imagine. Yeah, really? Because whether or not she gets through to, you know, whether she makes yeah. it through, whether it's you know, Barack Obama or Al Gore or whoever, they're having a Dukaka shirt now or a Jesse Jackson yeah. shirt now. They kind of look cool. So by the time you get it, she might already be president. Right. Right. Saying, yeah. Or have been knocked out of the race. I'm, I'm, being effective. I'm getting no bids for my Barry Unsworth t-shirt. Nothing coming in there. <laughs> For my Ewan Chatfield teacher. Really? <laughs> surprised at that. Ed, Kevily, what have you bought? Uh, I've ordered a small helicopter. Uh, you can buy small remote-controlled helicopters mm. that you can fly around the room. Mm. All right. How small? Like, small enough for us to get in and go somewhere? Oh, like, you and I could get in, but these guys have to wait their turn. <laughs> I'm talking, like, the size of... Uh, oh. What's that? Okay. I know. I can see. I know what you're planning to do. You're, you're going to sit at home. You're going to paint this helicopter green, mm-hmm. and you're going to sit at home with your helicopter going. No, that's wrong because we're not mash fans on this show. We're after mash fans. <laughs> <laughs> when there was only three of them left with nothing to do, <laughs> one of them was Klinger. <laughs> Can't remember who the other two were. Oh, okay. Was okay. Okay. And Colonel Potter. Yeah. How embarrassing. All right, what have you found on the internet? What yeah. did you pay for it? Yeah. Call us up, tell all, one triple three five three. That's Billy Idol. You know it is here and get this on Triple M. Matt Parkinson is with us on the Melbourne Cage. He's selling, or at least his show, is selling nothing on eBay. And, uh, well, it's going quite well. Who else has uh, bought something unusual on the internet? Ed! Jackie, how are you? Very well, how are you? Hi, boys. Hello. Hello. What have you, uh, what would you buy? I bought a 1950 pocket warmer. They were used in the Second World War. They were filled with a lighter fluid, and you lift it and put the lid on them, and you kept them in your pocket to keep your hands warm. So like a hot water bottle that you can just carry about? Yeah, basically. Why would you have bought that? Um, because I could. 
Uh, you're not, you don't have cold hands a lot, Jackie? Uh, no, no, yeah. no, no, I don't. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Just the memorabilia. Man. Yeah. How much is that going for? Um, I just paid for it. It was $10.32 Australian, but they're actually quite difficult to get. Oh, well done. That's a collector's item then, so I don't yeah, want to ever see it because it'll be in your pocket, but yeah. that's pretty cool. Well done. Oh, I'm sure I'll be able to proudly display it somewhere. Oh, I've got to get on. Good way to, uh, good way to get felt up. Put, you know, put your hand in my pocket. It's warm. That's nice. <laughs> World War II stuff. I want to buy a, a doodle bug. Can you get doodle bugs? What's that? That was some sort of missile raining down during the blue <laughs> yeah. I don't know what was going on. My grandmother was constantly saying, oh, you didn't even live in London, but it was all during the blitz. Doodle bugs raining from the sky. The <laughs> kids don't know what it's like. Interesting to hear about the pocket warmers. It sort of explains why so many people came back from World War II with bandaged hands. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pocket warmers? Yeah. 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 Pocket warmers. It's hell out there. <laughs> Bad idea, but one day they'll be selling for $10.37. Who's going next? Hi, Keith. How are you? Yeah, too bad you yourself, guys. Where are you going? What'd you buy? Uh, well, I didn't buy anything. My friend actually was selling a used cigarette butt from his, outside his house. He sold it for $100 on eBay. Not bad. <laughs> Could you tell what brand it was, Keith? Was it your uppity sort of Dunhill silk cut type arrangement? I think it was a Benson and Hedges. Celebrity one. Someone was selling, uh, I think, a cigarette butt that had lipstick from Lindsay Lohan. That's right. That's right. On, yeah. it, on the internet, I'm sure there'd be a lot of objects with lipstick from Lindsay Lohan out there. Yeah, that you could bid for. Yeah, there you go. Who else have we got? Hi, John. How are you? Not too bad yourself. Excellent, mate. What'd you buy? Yeah, a Mr. T T-shirt that said "Treat Your Mother Right." Had this whole sort of, you know, Uncle Sam sort of pose happening. Actually, say treat your mama right. Uh, treat your mother right. Okay. Ah, rare. <laughs> the T saying the word mother correctly. Yeah. Very rare. Would your mum wear one of those? Yeah. You know, just get the T-shirt on, mm. causing any trouble. Just point to the shirt. Point to the shirt. Yeah. Well, she can point all she wants because uh, we live in different cities. Uh, <laughs> best of luck with that, Mum. It's got a T-shirt that says point all you want. Who else is bull Bruce, how are you? Yeah, good going. What do you what'd you buy? I bought a um a, from the eighties a Devo power dome off the uh, official Devo site. Devo
Um, I'm obviously raising the money for the mission as well. Yes, good man. People want to donate um, something, so I've started a second mopping. Oh, right. So how much did your original buy nothing get? Well, not quite in the uh, league of yours. Mine actually only went to 31 bucks. But Still, for a good cause, that's 31 It is foe, after all. It is foe. Mm. It is foe, yeah. And how did you copy the nothing, Wayne? Um, I actually included a picture of the box, so I think that's why they left mine on. Yeah, it is. Yeah. the whole set. See, that was the improvement. <laughs> Wayne actually had packaging for his nothing. That's the improvement. <laughs> yeah, but of course, uh, Wayne isn't offering to uh, get about in the nude. No, no well, not high enough. What do, what do you say, Wayne? I believe I'd probably raise more if I promised not to. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. prepared to keep this closed on for good money. <laughs> it's a winning strategy. Man. Yeah. Uh, you know, I reckon we should take that one from Cam. Hi, Cam. How are you? I'm good, thank you. And yourself? Very great. What'd you buy? Well, I sold my race car oh, yeah. that I was yeah. building. Oh, what? Really? Was, did it work? Yes, I made about $400 on it. It was only a shell. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's, you know. My partner and I went and bought golf clubs for my birthday present, and I was looking for a dummy's guide to golf. And I came across a 1925 mm-hmm. Guide to Golf by James Barnes, printed in the UK. Would have been golf a very different game back then, Pam. I imagine rule one would be no foreigners or coloured people. <laughs> <laughs> That was in the Golf and Nincompoop series. Uh, very popular. Second idea. Cam, do you now need a nice pair of plus fours to go on the course in, do you feel? I need all the help I can get. Okay, oh, fair enough. Well, seeing you on the tour. Thank you, Cam. It's great to meet someone who's sold a hollow car that they've made themselves and in the end got uh, a 1925 golf book. Pretty cool. Yeah. Who says we don't offer? The greatest variety on radio here again. This, but what about uh, terror? Do you like being terrified, Parker? I like being alert but not alarmed. That's true, <laughs> and that's why I hate the security drill we have in this building. You know, sometimes you come in the blue lights flashing and you just go, oh, "That'll be Tony Bullimore falling out of his boat again." He's crashing in the front door of the station. I think it actually means lips of an angel's about to go to Everyone vacate the building. It's like goes off all the time. We've got something creepy for you next on Get There. Parker, what do you like to watch on the cable TV? Sorry, I've just oh. hit you under the table. I wasn't uh, oh, no, there. You do that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I belong. <laughs> um, I love the History Channel because yeah. I'm, I'm one of those uh, people who grew up in the era of the Saturday afternoon midday movie. So I love all yeah, the so Exactly, exactly. I could watch Dambusters. Yeah. Anything involving Stiff Upper Lifty Whisman having a crack at Jerry. Yeah. Yes. Or indeed uh, John Wayne and his faithful cohort talking about how they're going to go for the nips. <laughs> So I like the History Channel, or as we know it at my house, the Hitler Channel. Because it's like, you know, they do everything about how Hitler brushed his teeth Wednesday on the History Channel. Hitler's boots talk exclusively to us. All Hitler, all the time. We love to go back to the shows from the, uh, well, when theme music really was good. Back in the 80s, shows like this.